From Bureaucracy's Basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. On tonight's meeting, we have topics of homelessness, innovative revenue tools, outstanding improvements, and our very first ever QCIB AMA. This meeting is now in session. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm okay. Oh, good. How, how's, how's everything here in the basement? Everything's great, although my headphones are turned way too high. Ah, that's better. <laughs> Your voice is ringing like a bell in my head right now. Oh, that's well. I, I was at a uh, slam poetry. Uh, oh, were you? Up last week, so okay. I'm still filled with the fire. Oh, good. Uh, we should do. Uh, let's just jump right to attendance. Let's get to it. We've got a lot to do tonight. Indeed, we do. So let's. Uh, so first on the meeting, uh, attendee is Yupenda Leach. Yupenda Leach. Yupenda Leach. Yes. No. Yeah, half-sister of uh, Archibald Alexander Leach, a.k.a. Cary Grant. No way. Yeah, it's true. She herself actually went into film as well, uh, choosing the name Cary Grant as well, but C-A-R-R-I-E. Oh, dear. Yeah, and was in many films such as Raising Baby, Infamous, His Girl Thursday... Just those those sound like um, strangely familiar. Maybe they, I've seen them. They 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 should actually. Uh, how about how about the Pennsylvania story? That yeah. one was great. Was it? No, uh. no. They were all like usually just knockoffs of uh, Cary Grant films. Oh really? So they were like mockbusters. They were. They were mock the first mockbusters. They were the first okay. ever mockbusters. Okay. Yeah. Although she did get some recognition for her film to uh, to nab a burglar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was it good? No. No? No. That's too bad. Well, you know, we can talk to her about all that. Except the weird thing is I don't see her here. There are no there are no uh, um, movie stars from uh, the 40s here at all. Mm, you know, and now that I look at her name, I think mm -hmm. I realize why. Um, just I've mixed up the letters, so if I switch them around, I get Paul Deschen. Oh, that is me. Okay, so you're here. Yeah. So you've never been in any mockbusters. I wish. Uh, oh. Sadly, no. Well, oh no! I was I was in Wolf Police Officer. Wolf Police Officer. Wolf Police Officer. <laughs> yeah. Wow! I, I hear that was like a thrill a minute. It was. Well, you know, it's not like one of my the high points in my career. Oh no. Yeah, I just had like one walk on nude scene, and then it was all done. <laughs> <laughs> that turned out to be the entire film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they kept me, and they cut everything around it. <laughs> Oh, the lawsuits, they went on for years. Yeah. yeah. Hey, next next up, uh, next guest is uh, Damien Rogan. Damien Rogan? I, Damien? Nope. nope. Nobody's answering to that name. No, no Damien Rogan. Notorious shock jock. No? Oh, man, we could totally use that. No. To shock us out of I, our malaise. I know, to like really shake things up. Like we're just being complacent here. Mm -hmm. We need Damien Rogan and his like unorthodox political views and you know and frankly like disgusting sexist language to come in and just give this show the jolt it needs. Yeah, just grab us by the shoulders and shake us precisely yeah yeah or by like by the by the I, sh I don't want any of that i no, really i'm no, i'm hoping not. right now that you're going to discover that you've mixed up the letters and that name and then uh, it's somebody else because weird I, um, I don't want to go through all that okay i'll humor you and i'll take let me take a look okay if i huh you know, if you do sort of mix the letters up, you get Aiden Morgan. That's you. Ha, 
man, every time. Every time. Well, so that's the case. We've got us. Do we have quorum today? We don't. We no, don't, but we, no, we we're going to have to move on with the meeting because we've got a lot to accomplish Okay, today. much to accomplish. Yeah. All right, so first up, uh, I believe, well, not even an improvement vector candidate. We may actually have a certified improvement vector at the we meeting do. today. Hey, is, it, is that... Through the through the screen there, <laughs> the, somebody tried to clean it and did a terrible job. Is that Blair Robert? It is I. Hey Blair, we haven't seen you since like January. Yeah, good yeah. to see you guys. Good to see you. Yeah. Do you know Do you know an anagram for Blair Roberts is rare Bloberts? <laughs> I I did not, but no, I think I'll start going by that. It's not not a bad idea. I yeah. I, I I I would call myself rare Bloberts, but nobody <laughs> will believe me. So. Yeah, so uh, you were on last time to talk about uh, uh, housing first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you are you're with the YMCA and you're with the. You know what? I'm going to ask you to say it because there sure. is a. I've got a list of acronyms here, and it <laughs> would just be many. a lot easier if you could just go through them. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to keep track of sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I work at the YMCA. Um, the YMCA has a, a contract from the federal government called uh, the Homelessness Partnering Strategy. And so the Homelessness Partnering Strategy receives funds from the federal government, and really our role is to identify and strategize homelessness projects in Regina. So we work with a lot of various uh, community-based organizations in Regina that are housing people, that are supporting those in homelessness, um, and we help them with all sorts of things, everything from capital projects to funding employees to run their programs. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, that's kind of the short version of what homelessness partnering strategy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And housing first is where you're getting people into houses. Yeah, yeah, getting them into homes so that they can like get their lives turned around with some stability of like, you know, a, ro- a roof over their head. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, uh, ho- housing first is kind of a. It's been around for a long time, but it's fairly new to Regina. We've only been talking. Well, people have been talking about it for a long time, but. Uh, I think we just kind of have gotten our first uh, official Housing First program off the ground in the last six months, actually. Wow. So um, <clears throat> we've been doing that for six months. And, and what Housing First is, in a nutshell, is basically it flips the old model of uh, service to homeless people on its head. So rather than having to go through an addictions program or deal with some of the issues you have in order to get help with housing, it says, well, you, you can't deal with that stuff unless you have a place to call home. Like, how, how can you possibly deal with your addictions if you, the first thing you're worried about is a roof over your head tonight? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it houses people without conditions. Um, it doesn't say you have to be sober, you have to, f- you know, fix your mental health, you have to deal with your issues. It says, we're going to house you. And then once you're housed, we're going to support you. That's kind of a key role in it, too. So. So, yeah, so it's been going for about six months. We're partnering. Uh, because we're the funders, we don't do kind of the, the actual nitty-gritty hard work. Uh, Phoenix Residential Society is heading up our Housing First project. Uh, they have a project called Phoenix Homes. Uh, I can't remember what the acronym stands for off the top <laughs> of my head, but uh, uh, you get the picture. So, yeah, it's, it's going really well. It's something that Regina's needed for a long time, and so we're really excited about it. Yeah. So I do believe the homes program you're talking about is housing and other case management and engagement services. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We were actually talking with Ann Perry a bit about that oh. in our last meeting, mm-hmm. and she was talking about the, uh, the the cultural services that they're bringing to yeah, them. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That's another really exciting element that. Uh, 
has just been added recently in the last few months. Uh, we found out in uh, early summer that the feds were actually doubling their commitment to Regina over the last next two years. So um, originally we were getting about a million dollars a year to go towards homelessness with 40% of that being designated towards Housing First. Uh, so we had about 400000 to work with for Housing First, but now they've doubled that. So uh, it's significantly increased the amount of money we have to work with in our Housing First program. Um, so because there's such a high uh, high number of uh, Indigenous people that are in our homeless population, a homeless count we did about a year and a half ago indicated that about 75% of the people that are homeless were Indigenous. Um, so we, we feel like that's such a crucial piece. If we're not meeting uh, people where they're at with their culture, um, then we're missing something. And so Circle Project is going to bring a, an amazing element to that. So we're really excited. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, we just missed, actually, uh, November 22nd was the National uh, Housing Day yeah, for correct. Canada. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, and you guys put out like a, a press release with kind of like an update on how things are going mm-hmm. with Housing First and just with the homelessness partnering shit strategy here in Regina. Mm-hmm. So, you know, could you give us like... Can you give us like uh, an update on how are things going? Yeah, well, they're going really well. Um, so, like I said, we we partner specifically with Phoenix Residential Society to lead the project. Uh, we brought Circle Project on board to kind of offer some extra supports there. Um, so, with Housing First specifically, it's it's been on the ground and running for about six months now. Um, they've they have about. Uh, again, the, the most up-to-date numbers that I have says that they have 18 clients right now. So these are 18 people that um, are very high-needs individuals. One of the philosophies of Housing First is that you start with the individuals who need the most support. It would be really easy to pad our numbers and start with people that are, you know, middle-of-the-road needs or lower needs. But mm-hmm. we start with the highest level of need. And so these are people who have quite often been living on the streets, been living in detox or in and out of the hospital, Um for years in some cases and so so yeah so they have 18 people that were previously in those circumstances that are now in apartments living on their own uh again with the key part being those wraparound supports so they're daily checking in on all their clients and making sure they have the supports they need connecting them to appointments um so i mean it's really exciting for us to see uh people who need the most help finally getting some yeah, I know it's probably still like really early days on this, mm-hmm. but uh, um, have you met these guys? Like, do you know? Like, have you seen how it's uh, impacting their lives? Uh, some of the guys I know just from uh, my previous job that I had at Souls Harbor Rescue Mission. I would right. have them come into my soup kitchen for meals and visit with them. So, so I do know who some of them are. Um, so I don't know uh, a ton about how they've been since then, but I know that there's really great stories that are coming out. We're not quite at a place where we're ready to have statistics or, you know, show how many days they've been out of, you know, out of contact with police or out of the emergency room, stuff like that yet. But, you know, the one anecdote that I heard that was really cool is that there's there's these specific four or five individuals that a lot of the service providers would know them by name because they help them places like uh, Carmichael Outreach, places like, um, well, Souls Harbor or um, YWCA, any of the places uh, that offer these amazing homelessness supports. Um, they know Everybody knows who these people are because every single day they're dealing with their addictions and they're struggling uh, to make ends meet. And so they, they join this program. And what I heard was that this summer, for the span of one month, 
all all five of these people were sober at the same time for an entire month and that's remarkable like yep. uh mm-hmm. you know for people who have been living on the streets for years who have been drinking daily uh for years substance abuse um you know for them to find community to find people that care and want to support them is uh, a life-changing event for them and so the just the simple fact that they have a house a place that they don't have to worry about where they're going uh it changes lives hmm. yeah should mention uh, before we go on uh this is the queen city improvement bureau on 91.3 fm cjtr regina community radio and we're talking with uh blair roberts from housing first also uh known as um oh, briar lobster that's, briar that's, lobster. that's another like anagram that. for blair roberts <laughs> right on i've never sat down and done the anagrams on my name before so this is exciting also bistro barrel B- Bistro Barrel. Yes. Oh, we got a grant. <laughs> An anagram grant. Okay, nice. <laughs> oh, continue. Um, so I know we talked about this before, but I think it's it's really important to highlight this, that uh, when you have a population like this, like a group of people, and it's, it's, you know, it's like we're going to have them in this, this basement. You know, it's not like a lot of people, but when... They they use a lot of services. Like they 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 have to go to the hospital a lot. There there's a lot of interventions from the police. Um, getting them into homes, even though this is like a million dollar program right now, this really does save the system a lot of money. You, you know, I, I don't want to like reduce it. Like it's, it's really sure. important for these for these people to like have their lives turn around. But um, you know, in like a dollars and cents sense, it really saves money for like the city the 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 province you know mm-hmm. for the federal government even yeah yeah definitely i think that's uh one of the key arguments i mean uh for a lot of people it's just the right thing to do right um yeah. but aside from that you know there is a, tr- a train of thought that says maybe well why why do they need help when i'm struggling to make ends meet myself um but from a practical financial sense, it, it makes a lot of sense. If you look at places like uh, Medicine Hat is one of the places that's kind of known in Canada for their success story with Housing First and dealing with homelessness. I think the numbers that they have were that, you know, for, to house someone might cost you about $20,000 a year, twenty dollars to $30,000 a year. For them to live on the streets, it can cost up to $100,000 a year for them to be in and out of the hospital, uh, having the police come. Um, so there's definitely that element to it as well. Um, even the mayor from Medicine Head he, uh, admits originally he didn't like the idea because he had those feelings. So, uh, but once he saw the practicality of it, um, he was able to buy into it and then eventually came around to, no, this is just the right thing to do with people. So, yeah, there's definitely an element to that, even that story I shared before. Those people were using all those services on a daily, weekly basis. And so the hope is that in a year or so... Um, of the project running we're going to be able to show some of those stats like this person used to be in detox or in the hospital or in jail you know 20 days a month and now you know once or zero or you know whatever it might be and even if it's even if they're still you know that's happening occasionally um the fact that they're lessening that strain on uh the resources strain on the system is is good for the system so yeah. yeah, that's got to be pretty gratifying for you guys because it seems like the the project six months in is already starting to like, um, you know, show some signs that it's gonna it's gonna work out. Yeah, definitely. I think everywhere you look where Housing First has been done, it's been a success. Um, I've I've yet to hear a story of Housing First failing, uh, with the exception being when it's not done right or not done to its true principles. 
And so, yeah, it's very exciting for us to, you know, we're confident it's going to succeed. It's not a question of if, but just of how much and what those numbers will be and how quickly we can grow the program to help more people. So, yeah, it's definitely definitely exciting. And when you have a, an amazing group like uh, Phoenix Residential Society running it, like they've got uh, amazing skills, people skills, the hearts are big as gold, same as Circle Project and uh, the, the way that they're going to come in and support people. Um, when you have those kind of experts helping people, um, it's, it's going to make all the difference in the world. So. Yeah. One, one other thing that was uh, mentioned in your, uh, your press release about National Housing Day was the uh, 20,000 homes mm-hmm. and uh, how you guys are putting together a registry. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. 20,000 Homes is a cross-Canada campaign um, started by the uh, Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness. Uh, there was a similar one done in the States that I think was 100,000 homes or something, and so it's kind of scaled down to Canada's size. Um, we're actually not uh, heading that up. Uh, the YWCA has done a lot of legwork to get this uh, rolling and um, have done amazing work to kind of get it off the ground. So we're uh, a lot of the major cities across Canada have said we're going to commit to this um, platform, and so... Um, YWCA is running this. They've just kind of had their first uh, press conference. This week right now is actually their registry week. And so what they mean by a registry week is we can't help the people who are homeless if we don't know who they are. And so it's it's really easy to look at statistics and numbers, but there's people behind these numbers. And so um, this week, with a, the help of, uh, I think, over 20 support agencies that are kind of working alongside of them, they're they're meeting the homeless people where they are at and getting some of their information trying to um with the ultimate goal being not just to get their information but ultimately we want to connect these people to services and so uh as they collect all the information this week um and it'll be an ongoing process but this is just kind of a kickoff week to to kind of make sure we connect with as many people as possible It'll play right into our Housing First program. Uh, part of what Phoenix and Housing First does as well is has an assessment program where um, people come in, they they go through the specific, um, it's like a needs assessment basically to see what kind of supports they need. Um, and then it gets them on a priority list. And so all these people through the registry week are going to be able to be added to that list as well. And so it's going to just widen the reach that much more. Um, so yeah, it's it's very exciting. Uh, YWCA has been a crucial leader in supporting uh, homeless people in our city, uh, homeless women specifically in our city for a long time, and so we're grateful to be partnering with them in this. Right on. Okay, well this is all great that we're ha- all of this happen right now uh, around homelessness and getting people into housing because uh, our new our new mayor, who was our old mayor, uh, Michael Fougere, uh, got elected, and one of the things that was on his uh, platform was you know coping with uh, the homelessness problem in Regina and uh, you know moving forward on getting more affordable housing I've got a recording from an interview we did with him before the election actually so this was after the second mayoral forum I think it was and I just wanted to like get your reaction to what he said uh, about homelessness and housing in Regina sure all right There was a question asked about housing tonight. You uh, you said that more needs to be done. Uh, housing and homelessness were mentioned in your platform. Uh, you've said at council several times that these are primarily provincial and federal responsibilities. Uh, so I guess I'm wondering what more do you intend to do in this new council? 
Well, I think in the outset I would I would talk about setting the tone for the discussion of ending homelessness. And I think that that uh, this um, community uh, doesn't have that voice necessarily. Uh, I'm not saying it's just got to be the city council does. I'm just saying that there's someone. And I think the mayor is one voice to do this. To say, look, let's set a target for this. Let's set um, an end to this one so we can work backwards and, and set our policies and programs to do that. So it's really setting a framework and, and uh, an environment for moving forward in that area. Uh, it doesn't change that uh, the context that, that the city is involved in. We, we, we don't own the file in terms of this constitutionality being federal and provincial, but we can set the tone and bring people together for partnerships. Very recently, we've established a Housing First program within the city of Regina that's being run out of the wide MCA. We're a founding member. We actually, we chair the committee. Right. Um, but many other cities, Housing First is actually run, and cities make... Um, uh, sort of financial or other sort of resource commitments. The city of Regina has yet to make a sort of financial or commitment. The, the federal government has doubled their commitment to Housing First. Uh, we've, we're presently at the table, but not committing resources. Is that going to change? That's actually not true. We, we do put resources in. Some of the housing, uh, the Housing First, we, we put money on the table. But I want to be clear here. Uh, the constitutional responsibility for housing rests with the federal government and the province. We have enough downloaded activities on our, our plate, and we're going to see more from the province happen to us. We can only Our tax house can only go so far. We have to make sure that we use our money wisely. So we have to be strategic and do it in the right way. Just to say we're going to throw money at it when the federal government has a lot of money and so does the province and let them off the hook for not being responsible, I'm not going to go there. I will be a partner. I'll, I'll set the tone. I'll bring partners together. But, but to have it on the rest, on the back of, of, of municipalities to fund ho homelessness is just not possible. Our taxes will go through the roof. We wouldn't be competitive. We couldn't. Maybe we'd have to stop doing other services to do that. And that's not fair to anyone. All right, so that was Mayor Fougere talking about uh, the city's contribution to uh, homelessness and uh, to homelessness strategy and housing. So what do you think? Yeah, well, first off, I'd say we're really excited that he made it a platform issue. I don't think he had to do that, you know, like he yep. he won by a significant margin, so he mm -hmm. could have left that off the table, and I'm sure he still would have won, would be my guess. Um, so the fact that he's bringing it up and that he, he cares and he wants to make this a, a priority for the city is really exciting to us, and it should be, I think, for our city. Um, so yeah, they 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 have a member on our board who's uh, worked really hard and has uh, done a lot, helped with a lot of the groundwork uh, to set housing first and homelessness uh, partnering strategy in motion. So yeah, we're we're grateful for their partnership. Um, we would hope that it would continue to grow and develop, and that we can continue to see more. We do need a community champion. I think you look at places like Medicine Hat. I think that's the significant piece they have. They have a mayor who's gonna champion this. He's gonna advocate. He's gonna be loud about this, and he's gonna challenge wrong assumptions and um, gonna challenge the province and challenge the feds to put more on the table. So, so if Mayor Fougere wants to do that, we we'd love and welcome that uh, that kind of support, and we're we're grateful for that. So, awesome, yeah. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Blair, yeah, for coming yeah, in and talking to us about that. Yeah, yeah. After you are you are still definitely uh, an improvement vector. Yeah, like we won't take your, your you won't status. take my credentials. No, oh, no, no. Um, in fact, we we don't have like another certificate for you, but we do have okay. a a beautiful postcard set. Yes, Queen City Improvement awesome. Bureau postcards. Thank you. That's cool. 
I still have the certificate hanging on my office walls. Oh, thanks. Sweet. Just to rub it in my coworker's face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could stick around, because we might sure. have some more questions for you in the second half. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you yeah. could, that'd be great. Yeah, sure. Thanks, guys. Cool. And, uh, and don't forget, everybody listening, that we're having an AMA in the second half. So if you have any questions for the Queen City Improvement Bureau, uh, just in case the city's AMA today didn't cover everything, uh, you can just tweet at us. Uh, at uh, Queen City IB, or make sure to hashtag it AMAQCIB. That's American Music Awards, Queen City Improvement Bureau. All right. Yeah, so that w- I'm looking forward to this uh, and dreading it a little bit, too. Uh-huh. Um, so I think we should move on with the agenda. Uh, uh-huh. I do believe it is now Innovative Revenue Tools. Yes. That yes. would be the part where we look at tools that are innovative and that generate revenue for the city in innovative ways. I think we should change the name from Innovative Revenue Tools to what you said there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Better acronym? Great acronyms are better acronyms. Yeah. The bigger the acronym, the snappier and more memorable it is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, do you do you have an Innovative Revenue Tool for us this week? I do, actually. Uh, I've noticed that uh, you know there are people uh, tend to be using uh, debit and credit cards more than cash these days, mm-hmm. but... There are still a lot of people in the city who go around with loose change in their pockets. No, and that's really just what, you know, a couple of dollars in people's pockets. They're not going to miss it. So I thought we could have people employed by the city to go out, maybe wear some special uniforms, find people with change in their pockets and shake them. Maybe shake them down. Okay. And collect all the loose change that falls out of their pockets. Oh, that doesn't sound illegal at all. No, no, it's uh, it's what I guess if we pass the law that it's legal, then we can do it. Exactly. It's not, it's not illegal if the city does it. I'm calling it a shakedown. Oh, I like it. I, I like know. it. That's snappy too. Yeah, it'd be like a, yeah. there could be like a whole shakedown squad. Yeah, the yeah. shakedown crew. The shakedown out crew. On this, nobody would go out on the streets when the shakedown crew comes to town. Exactly. Yeah, it's also a way of keeping like pedestrians from like you know we're the shakedown crew. Yeah, that's in a they are hassling the jets, you know. Yes. We're trying we're just trying to like battle it out with the sharks for turf. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm one hundred percent sold on this. I see no problems with it. Okay. Especially if there's like uh snapping of fingers and uh, uh like a jazzy drum beat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If that plan does not work to generate more revenue, fortunately we have a few more. All right, let's hear them. Okay. This is Lisa Gibbons with the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District, and you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau. And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. Another Ooh. fine batch. Another fine batch of... Jazzy tools. Jazzy tools. I'm just here for the dance moves. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're cutting a rug. Um, Literally. So before Innovative Revenue Tools, we were talking about uh, the AMA. Yes. So a little bit of background first. Earlier today at 1130 this morning, the city hosted its first Ask Me Anything on Twitter, where they had the chief financial officer for the city, Ian Rhea, 
taking questions from anybody in the city about the city's budget because they're preparing the budget right now this is another way for the city to sort of reach out and get people engaged with the whole process of deciding how their money was going to get spent uh, so that uh, that went off today the, the uh, CFO took some hard questions like uh, why can the city make cement for boulevards but that no one walks on but hasn't uh, fixed the 50 meters of sidewalk to connect uh, something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently I don't my think, cutting and pasting skills are poor. I, mean, I, think, I, think, I think this is going in a act of transportation. Uh, going yeah, in a bicycle yeah, direction yeah. there. Yeah, and they were talking, somebody was asking about that, asking about uh, how much funding is dedicated to active transportation. The CFO actually talked about the more investments in bike lanes and how this year they extended our bike network downtown, which was By one block. One whole block. One entire block <laughs> of like bicycling. And then I guess maybe they should build, maybe they should build like a big brick wall at yeah. the end of it just to like really let people know. Yeah. And, uh, and it would be hilarious when people drive into the brick wall too. So, well, yeah. not that hilarious. So, you know, I think they did this for about an hour, but we mm -hmm. felt at the Queen City Improvement Bureau that one way to improve the city's Ask Me Anything from this morning right. was to have our own. Yes. Which we are doing for this whole half hour now. Yeah, And in partnership with the American Music Awards, as I mentioned yes. earlier, they do all the AMAs, including their own. Yeah. But nobody asks questions at the actual AMAs. It's they strange. just give out awards. Funny. Yeah. Funny that. I don't get it. So I'm, I'm not even going to question it. So that's, so that's, that's that. Uh, so have we got any questions in yet? We have, yeah, we have a couple of actual uh, questions. Um, so people are tweeting to the hashtag, yep. hashtag AMAQCIB. Yep. And, I'm uh, stunned. I didn't think that would happen. I, you know, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew that if we really hammered it, it would happen. Right. Uh, although I'm not sure who this person is. Um, they go by the name Alan Corridor. Alan and we corridor. all know that Allen Corridor is like an Allen Key. It's a narrow corridor that takes a sharp L turn. Oh, right and it can just fit anywhere in your city. Precisely. Right, yeah. and fix anything. So we're, we're on to you, Allen Corridor. Um, but the, uh, the first question is, if the Regina City Council was a Bruce Willis movie, what Bruce Willis movie would it be? Oh, that's a tough question. Blair? Jeez. You look like a Bruce Willis fan. I am, actually. Uh, I don't know. Uh, and you can't say Bruno and the Heaters because that's no, a band. I want to say Die Hard, but that's a little... I don't know what the connection is. It's just the first, <laughs> my favorite Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I wanted to say Hudson Hawk because <laughs> underrated film. I, precisely. But I really can't see who, how that would track. Uh, unless we get like Fougere in like a trench coat and a fedora, mm -hmm. maybe Armageddon. It's like they're oh, the, they're good. all the people going to space to blow up the asteroid or something. Right. And at the mm -hmm. end, only a couple of them will survive. I don't know. No, yeah, which oh is actually God. how they're running <laughs> yeah, elections yeah. now. They they send councillors into space, yeah. uh -oh, and those who survive yeah. get to come back and might get a higher voter turnout if that was the yeah. way they did it. They they would definitely. Joel Murray would so be played by Ben Affleck. <laughs> you're right. You're actually you're you're completely right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. is. He's the crushiest on <laughs> <laughs> council now. <laughs> with with Sean Fraser gone, yeah, all right. the people oh. are swooning for Joel Murray. Really, and so what? So Andrew Stevens is chopped liver. Is this what? He's is? you know, I don't know, man. Oh, jeez. Well, he's, he's too tall. He's too tall. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew, you're too tall to be considered crushworthy by the QCIB. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about now. Not anymore. We no. really went off track. Yeah. Um, I, I, my, my few uh, that I came up with. Yeah. Um, well, there's always Unbreakable. Oh. Because I would like it if the council was antagonized by Samuel Jackson. That would be, if, if Samuel Jackson were the enemy of city council, that would be great. Um, also, Sin City, for obvious reasons. Oh. Although a really bad Sin City, if considering you can't, like, you know, stripping and alcohol all. And, of course, <laughs> there's 12 monkeys, but with a number of councillors and Fougere, it would be 11 monkeys. Yeah. So I think that's probably, that's my answer. 11 monkeys. 11 monkeys. Yes. Okay. There you go. Those are good picks. Thank you. Yeah. What about Sunset? The Sunset. Yeah. With James Garner. James Garner plays um, Cowboy. Okay, Corral. Oh, my God. And uh, Bruce Willis plays Tom Mix. <laughs> Does he really? He does. He plays Tom Mix. And so Tom Mix is making westerns and um, uh, Wyatt Earp. So Wyatt Earp, played by James Garner, is consulting on the film. And they get they have to they end up having to solve a mystery. That but, sounds like a great movie. Doesn't it? And it was it was directed by Blake Ed Edwards, but apparently it's terrible. I think oh. I saw it when it first came out, but yeah. That has all the ingredients of greatness. But, it does. Uh, but, you know, movies are... You can see are, how that would fly off the rails. Yeah. The movies yeah. are a form of alchemy. It's true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that has nothing to do. I just wanted to, like, talk about Sunset because I love the idea. And Tom Mix, totally underrated cowboy. I indeed. One of the great yeah. singing cowboys. Yes. Uh, okay. We have another um, AMA, another question. Again, from Alan Corridor, because apparently nobody else <laughs> knows how to ask questions. Um this is actually a, this is a little bit uh, complicated. Uh, let's say he starts off because you know why not? Like maybe he's an economist because we're already dealing in hypotheticals here. Let's say that the fate of Regina was at stake in a basketball game in a manner similar similar to the movie Space Jam, and that the local media was responsible for representing Regina in this game. Quit. This is a two-part question. Okay. A. Which reporters would be on your team? Also, what local athlete would you want as your Michael Jordan-esque ringer? Wow. That's hard. Okay, well, actually, like the Michael Jordan-esque ringer? Uh-huh. Dolly Hardon. Absolutely. From Pile of Bones, Roller Derby. Yep. Absolutely. No okay. question. That's, that's, that, I'm glad we got that out of the way quick, because yep. I was kind of like a... Yeah. Athletes, schmathletes to me. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Space Jam, actually, the, the name would work with Roller Derby as well as with... Uh, with basketball, so That's true. I always yeah. think of Space Jam in a more culinary sense, like you know, yeah. actual, like a jar of Space Jam. Right. <laughs> so it'd be like just quantum foam in a jar. Oh yeah, with well, yeah. with sugar and pectin. Right. Well, yeah. of course, because otherwise it would just like fly off into nothing. <laughs> Precisely. And, 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 and your toast, your toast would dissolve in like this like infinite <laughs> matrix of possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> so, like you'd just go hungry. No, my Schrodinger's toast. <laughs> did, do I? Did I eat it or didn't I? I don't even know. I didn't even. I can't even observe it now. Um, so uh, anyway, so I was thinking for uh, reporters, I definitely pick Ariel Zer, okay. uh, CBC, because she loves she loves sports and she does sports, mm -hmm. and also of course uh, Natasha, aka Word Puddle, right? Uh, formerly of the Leader Post. Yeah, she's now. right. Way yeah. sporty. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. She she jogs and stuff. I know, I've God. Seen, well, I haven't yeah. seen her jog. But she's been a guest here, and she says, I've just been jogging or will jog. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And we had just been sitting in chairs for hours. Hours, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not even a joke. That's, we've been yeah. sitting in chairs for hours. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Blair, any, any, any contributions oh, to this man. one? No, I got nothing. I'm leaving this one to you guys. Oh, uh, I'm too cliche. I was just thinking of... Darian Durant or something like that, but right. he can, that's he'll too do. easy, though. He'd do. Yeah. He'd do. I mean, if he's not <laughs> injured. I mean, Is he even here anymore? I, I don't even oh. know. I think he's limping around somewhere. He beats me. Yeah. What about DC Fraser? Yeah. 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 He'd, be, he'd be good. He'd be legit. Yeah. He'd, he'd ask the hard questions. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessary in a basketball game, but, but he'd no. do it. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, of course, Stephanie Langenegger. Oh, of course, Stephanie Langenegger. Yeah, you've got to have Stephanie Langenegger on yeah. your team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, she'd be awesome. And if she she's, looks she's so good at like, everything yeah. that I'm sure she can play space basketball. I, I bet she could. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Sheila Coles could, like, keep keep up morale. Yeah, yeah. that she could. Yeah, and, yeah. of course, there are other people from uh, from our local alt-weekly Prairie Dog. Mm-hmm. I would not want them in any kind of sport thing. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe yeah, not. not if the fate of the city were at stake. No. That's no. an oddly specific question. Yeah. It really is. It makes me think that, that Alan Corridor is literally planning something weird. Yeah. yeah. Watch out for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do we have any more questions coming in? Not at AMA? the moment, because uh, people don't seem to know how to ask questions. Okay, so go onto Twitter, type in a question, and attach the pound key... AMA QCIB, and we will answer whatever your questions are, but keep them clean because the CRTC is listening to this. It's true. Yeah. All right. Well, how about we move on to some other stuff that we've got on the agenda, and then we can come back to the AMA when we get more questions in. Okay. All right. So uh, a few weeks ago, we were speaking with Shauna Uchu, who is the founder and uh, regular patroller with the White Pony Lodge in North Central. And they go out uh, on Friday and Saturday evenings, uh, starting at about 6 o'clock, go out until about 9 o'clock, and they pick up needles, and they help anybody who they see who's in distress, uh, and just, you know, kind of like be the eyes for the police if there's anything bad that's happening, and um, just try to make their neighborhood a better place to live. Hmm. And so this Saturday that just passed, I went out with White Pony Lodge, and I did patrol with them from, and it was a really cold night. A really, really, really cold night. Oh, wow. And so uh, normally they go up for about three hours, and we only managed to do about an hour of patrolling. Uh, one of the people who was there had, uh, yeah, I think he had underestimated his, uh, how, how, like, how cold it was and overestimated how, uh, how he'd be able to bear the cold. But um, it was an amazing experience, and I have a few minutes here of uh, the White Pony Lodge, uh, just some, like, ambient noise from our uh, patrol. Oh, I'll play that now. Let's get this party started. Where, where's my property? Have I ever thought I'd change the back? I can start a wedding job after? Yeah. They gave me three small ones, like the little square ones, and two big ones. Oh, really? And I've already filled the three small ones up. I'm just wandering around. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I thought I'd hit something. I was like, oh. No, no, no. Such a building was off. I think probably one quiet. How long have you been coming out on before? Oh, since about 
July, maybe. Right. And yeah. you said that you live upstairs. Is that how you found out about it? Yeah. I, I happened to be walking home one night, and I saw Shauna uh, walking along um, with um, a bunch of people, and they were wearing vests, and there was that dog with them that walks with us sometimes. So I asked them what the heck they were doing, because it looked like a group doing something, and they told me who they were. And uh, then a couple of times after, I saw references to them um, on the news, and right. I thought, you know, I, I should join up because they're uh, like, they're right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get any closer. So what kind of stuff do you see out here? I mean, we talked about needles and stuff. But... Well, there, there's always lots of drug paraphernalia lying around. Right. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes there's somebody who's seems to be having maybe a bit of trouble looking after themselves and we try and make sure that they get home safe. Right. Yeah. Whatever. And then when they see us, I guess what really, what really gets me is the fact, knowing when I was younger, I never, I never had a role model. As soon as I walked out of my front door, you know, it was the same situation. There was the violence, there was the addictions, there was the needles, there was all of these, there was all of these, these things as soon as you walked out the door. So, you know, when we see these young boys, I, I hope to try and inspire them and, and show them differently, you know, yeah. and, and be that role model that they need. Or even having some of these, you know, some of um, our, some of our, men within our community participate it encourages them to come out and participate too yeah 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 so that's what i really like about this is you know being a positive role model to the younger people within our community yeah for sure yeah and they seem to be responding well to what you're doing for sure yeah like we've never had any issues nothing never any problems um if anything, they're very inquisitive, like what you've seen tonight. They'll come up to us and, you know, they just want to ask questions. You know, who are you? What are you guys doing? What are you looking for? Like, yeah. you know, and then we get to kind of share a little bit, too, and educate them, you know, on, you know, if you find a needle, this is what you do. Or right. this is how you handle it, right? Um, and, yeah, we just connect really well, I think, with the younger yeah. um, people within the community. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. vehicle out here yeah. and following us <laughs> and following so and rotating on uh, volunteers out so maybe one group will patrol for an hour and then we'll rotate them out you know with a fresh group and yeah and that's stuff. smart so yeah yeah Just so we could keep going my parents used to do that for us on cold halloweens right yeah, yeah exactly um, yeah. you know i really i can't say why there's so much violence here, why there's so much. But we just know that, you know, um, if our patrol can help make a difference or help yeah. change things or even help, you know, I guess rebuild relationships and that's what we want to do because that's really sure. what we're about. Yeah. why we started, you know, it was a reason why we started to do... Um, We'll just continue on. Yeah. Walking too far. Too much more against the wind. What? I won't keep you guys walking too much more against the wind. 
All right. So that was audio from uh, last Saturday's patrol with uh, the White Pony Lodge. Excellent. And uh, you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. And we're here tonight uh, with Blair Roberts, also known as uh, Trail Roberts. If, if you rearrange the letters in his name a little bit. Excellent. That grant is going to great use. I, I, I got to tell you, your, your name this, is man. like anagram gold. Yeah, yeah. that's impressive. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you came. I'm, I'm stuck on the briar one. I think I'll go with that. Yeah, bri- briar lobster was pretty good. Yeah, um, blab terrors is another one. <laughs> <laughs> good. So it's too many. And rabbit sorrel. That uh, right. Also, I'm a big fan of rabbit sorrel. Keep these in mind if I ever need a pseudonym for something. So. <laughs> <laughs> or a life of crime or vigilantism. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Nice. So I was going to just say, uh, with that audio that I just played, um, I didn't get permission to uh, say people's names on the air, So, um, except Shauna Uchu, who's the person I spoke to through most of that. Um, holy crap, that is a phenomenal project that she has put together there. They've only been going for a few months, mm-hmm. uh, since I think it was June, uh, May and June is when they started up. And I cannot stress how uh, impressive a person uh, Shauna Uchu is. She um, she has such a uh, a casual manner with everything and is very um, polite. And yet she marshals this team of people uh, like she's been doing this for a very, very long time. Um, and I got to admit, when I was going to do this, uh, I've not... I've not spent a lot of time in North Central. I've heard all the stories. And uh, so I was a little bit nervous going out there. And I'm always nervous going out to like, meet a whole group of new people who have mm-hmm. been doing something like this. Uh, and they were so incredibly welcoming. It was such a great experience to meet them. Uh, there was a smudge ceremony before we went out. Uh, they ran through all of the uh, all of the rules. So they have, like, they have a laminated two pages of rules that they run through before everything. Uh, you have like uh, orange reflective vests that you get to wear. They have flashlights. They have walkie-talkies, uh, and then so I guess I guess the focal point is the whole picking up of needles and drug paraphernalia. It sounds like that's the um, the chief job that they have when they go out. Uh, one of the people I was speaking to mentioned that, you know, I think their record so far, and they've only been doing this since like, like June, since the summer, was 100 new- needles in a night that they oh. picked up. Uh, the night we were out, we were doing an area that they had already done just like two weeks before, so we only picked up a few pieces of paraphernalia and one like actual needle. Hmm. But um, it, uh, yeah, so apparently when they go into like new areas that haven't been patrolled at all, uh, it can be it can be rather like frightening just how much paraphernalia is just like left lying around in the streets. Um, and th- she made uh, Shauna made mention in there about how um, how the the community outreach is is so important. Uh, it was a freezing cold night. A lot of the audio that I got from the night was completely unusable because the wind was so strong. Um, but kids would be biking up and like asking them what they're doing and they'd be really excited when they heard about it and Shauna would be like you know giving them these little mini lectures in the street about you know what to do when you uh, when you encounter a needle and you know cool. how to get in touch with them people were coming up saying oh man you know I've been wanting to like uh, you know join you guys I've heard about you you're great and so they were like handing out flyers and stuff to people in the streets so this is you know a dark cold night in North Central and they're getting people coming up to them and like you know giving them all these signs of support people leaning out of cars and just you know like um you know honking horns and like you know saying you're doing a great job so it was it was a great experience I'd, you know i'm hoping to go out again and do it because um, yeah it was it was a really really fantastic uh one thing uh that's interesting 
uh, a lot, a couple of the people that I spoke to uh, have, for lack of a better word, histories um, with substance abuse and the and the like. Uh, they don't. Uh, White Pony Lodge allows people who have like even like active addictions to come out, if just as long as they've been clean for four days before they come out. Uh, and there's no like there's no using of alcohol or drugs while you're out. Uh, people with criminal records, former gang ties. Um, they, everybody has to like sign a has to sign a sign up form and say that they're not actively with a gang or um, you know they haven't used or anything like that. But Shauna talked about how some people might find that a bit strange because you know they have they've had kids out there like as young as seventeen patrolling with them with their parents. But mm. um, some people might find that a bit odd. But she talked about how for a lot of people who do this White Pony Lodge um, patrolling, it isn't even so much about the good work they're doing in the community that's certainly part of it but it's it's for them it's a transformative experience for the people who go out and do these patrols mm -hmm. that you know for at least these three hours on a friday and a saturday night they go out and they've got something to do they can vent they can talk about what they've been going through and you know they're not out there um you know facing all of their triggers so um that, that this project isn't just about cleaning up the neighborhood or about doing patrols, that it's about, you know, bringing people together and giving them something, uh, you know, sort of a way to direct themselves to uh, to help their community. And I don't know, I, the, the experience was fantastic and transformative. I think it was wonderful. So, Wow. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yeah. Do, I will recommend will recommend yeah and so yeah you can uh, you can find them on facebook white pony lodge if you're interested in uh in going out with them so actually i think they have uh, there was a hazing ceremony you might not have been familiar with it mm, so you really? said they were welcoming yeah apparently uh when new people show up they take them like on patrol around the neighborhood in the cold oh so. they did that to me yep. those jerks i know yeah. didn't see it coming yeah. actually no that was the first <laughs> cold night they had done and uh so they had like that was their worst turnout since like when they first started up. But, oh, yeah, with the cold, I'm not, yeah. not surprised. Yeah, it was bitter. It was really bitter. So, do we have any more questions? We do. We've got oh, another question. Right on. And this one is a is a dandy one. This is from uh, Alan Morgan uh, Schmutzy on Twitter. Okay. Um, this person whom I have never met, um, or or am married to. I'm not sure. One of the two. Uh, I ate that quantum. I ate that quantum jam earlier. Yeah. It's kind of possibilities have gotten weird uh anyway um her question what two improvement vectors would you like to be stranded on a desert island with oh no we I can't be picking favorite know, improvement vectors but, yeah uh, yeah i don't know i i'm i'm gonna have to decline to answer that's that's well, a cruel question. All I love all our improvement vectors equally. Well, here's the thing. I would I would I would have any improvement vector on a desert island with me. Yeah. No, hands down, no question asked. Yeah, because you know for a fact that it would be improved from just being a mere desert island in no time. Precisely. They yeah. would they would like be a vector. They'd get some extra coconuts. They'd you know institute a good property tax and get some roads built, something like that. Um, but I thought. To have a good, if you're going to have two improvement vectors, they should be like a pair. So I'm thinking maybe having uh, Bell Plain and Blake Berglund. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, if, if Bell. Then you would spend your whole time on the desert island as the third wheel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, never mind that. Um, so, but there's lots of people. I mean, every improvement vector brings something to the table. Yeah. So. I'd, I'd want whichever improvement vector cooks the best. Oh, yeah. 
Blair? That, that leaves me out of that, I think. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We haven't really had anybody on who's, like, cooking directed, have we? We haven't Not had a really. meeting with a... We're going to have to get on sandwich. that. Yeah. So basically, that's going to be my answer. It's the two improvement vectors to come. Ah, yeah. right, for the future. Yeah. The one that can cook and the one that can make beer. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. Yeah. Okay. We'll get on that. <laughs> I, and we would be the ones to eat and drink the food and beer. Yes. I think that'll be fantastic. Yeah. All right, what do you think? Do we, uh, you know what? We've got one last thing on the agenda. Do we have any more questions? Uh, just checking. Just we checking. don't have any questions. I've got one last thing on our agenda for tonight. No more questions. Three three questions, so that wasn't bad. That was, that, I didn't expect that many. <laughs> um, okay, so there's been a press release under, like, count this as an outstanding, actually like a gobsmacking improvement. There was a press conference last week with Fortress Real Debel Developments about Capital Point, that mm. vacant lot on the northeast corner of Albert and Victoria. Whoa. Um, so... For a lot of people who've moved to Regina in the last few years, they've only known that corner. It just occurred to me, they've only known that corner as either a vacant lot with a porta potty on it or as a big ditch, yeah. a big hole in the ground. And have just, yeah. So it's been, it's been like, like a legendary, it's so like Plains Hotel, Good Times and Charlie's. Charlie's. These things okay. have been completely, they've been erased and. All oh, these new Reginas don't even know what those were. Kensett Wings, karaoke yeah. nights. <laughs> yeah. These are legendary figures from Regina's past, like the Gingerbread City Hall or like the Plesiosaur. <laughs> <laughs> but so we don't have to worry anymore because Fortress Real Developments had a press conference to let us know that they are working on getting the Capitol Point built, that there has been some, like, uh, some more setbacks because of weather. Uh, but their new Maybe finished date... Maybe seasonably warm... Weather? Yeah, I guess there was some water problems. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, so their new completion date, 2018, we're going to see Capital Point finished. Um, just so everybody knows, the original completion date, completion date for Capital Point was December of 2012. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. I thought to myself it was a while back. So don't get your hopes up. Fortress is saying they're five weeks behind schedule, which technically should be five weeks plus six years behind <laughs> schedule. There you go. But yeah. it is coming along. What's five weeks at this point? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But that's it. Um, we can talk some more about uh, other things at, uh, in our next meeting because it's getting late. Yeah. And, and Blair looks like he wants to get home. Yeah. We all, we all need to it's get home. Well, yeah. we, we need to let him out, and then we need to, like, you know, put on our nightcaps and uh, and cuddle up next to the boiler. <laughs> Where it's always warm. Where it's always warm. All right, so I'll call for an adjournment, then. Yes. Uh, I, I also I vote for an adjournment. Motion passed. You have been listening, people, to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. You can find us on cjtr.ca slash podcasts or listen to our podcast on iTunes. Also, Queen City IB on Twitter or our website, queencityib.com. Remember, that's Improvement Bureau, not Irritable Bowel. 
please stop making that mistake. Thanks very much to Claire Roberts for being our guest tonight and being good support with all the anagrams. Uh, and, of course, Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for finding that great theme music. Coming up next is the Nordcore Cabaret, followed by other shows, which I can never remember, such as The Cockpit. The Cockpit. Is I it? don't know if there's anything after it anymore. And maybe, and maybe the eternal void of quantum foam afterward. Yeah. And just anybody who's like, if you didn't get to get your question into this meeting, feel free to send us a, a question via the Twitter and we yeah, will answer it. We'll answer it during our next meeting. Yeah. We promise. Uh, yes, and thanks, of course, to Schmutzi and Alan Corridor. Uh, that's all for this evening. Keep on improving the drivers.